Gray Fox. you waiting huh it's like the duke nukem forever of podcasts hello welcome to great fox plays games the video games podcast where a group of friends jump on a podcast every now and again to talk about video games what they love what they hate and all that sweet sweet fandom in between i am adam flint at twitter at adam flint i didn't realize after like years of doing this pod now that was the first time i said my name in the last podcast and said my twitter handle you never guess what Got a follower. Hey, mate. How you doing? Anyway, uh, people that are joining me on this pod, I'm going to start with our producer, our, our wingman, the man in the chair, Jonathan Moles. How you doing, How's it going, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's hot. It's warm. Like, I don't know if you, if you know. It's, it's still warm. It's not as warm, but it's still warm. But it's not too warm to play video games. There we go. Exactly. And a man who likes his video games, he likes his trophies. In fact, over the course of this intro, he's already achieved four trophies. Uh, Mr. Alex Hemming, a.k.a. Lemming Plays. How you doing? Hello. Yes. A, a Lemming Plays on Twitter. A Lemming go, Plays. Go Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. Uh, a Lemming Plays. I am, uh, I'm doing, doing very well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, just sticky. It's a bit sticky at the moment. That's what I call it. still sticky, yeah. isn't it? Muggy. Mm, mm, that's why I'm... Muggy. I know, on, I know because... I. Ah, oh, mm, yes, um, mm. refreshing. Uh, <laughs> I know because of data that we have a lot of uh, listeners in the States. I'd like for them to get in touch and say, what's their equivalent of the word muggy? Does that make sense? Such a British word. Oh, it's muggy tonight. But I tell you, Simon, there ain't a mug. You're saying pop in. Mr. Michael Carden Edwards, how are you doing, my friend? What's going on, guys? Everyone happy? Everyone enjoying their evening? I love it. You came in like James Hetfield and you're just like, are you alive? <laughs> Show How does me. it feel? <laughs> be alive. Come on, do you feel? Where's my damn pig? <laughs> oh, right, well, Mr. Carnedros, you came in at just the right time. Uh, my gentleman, answer me these questions three. What have you been watching or playing or reading if you're cultured like that? I'm going to bring him in hot off the press, Mr. Carden Edwards. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, in terms of been watching... I suppose it has been uh, the kind of or the, the weekly episodic television series of Bre- uh, of Better Call Saul. Um, there's only a few episodes left. The last episode was a real head scratcher, filmed entirely in black and white, and uh, yeah, it was a real weird one to kind of watch. I have to say, it was just very very strange. It it did contain the most stressful kind of I suppose maybe ten fifteen minutes of television I've seen in a long long time. Um, I, I text uh, my uh, our good friend of the show, Mr. Thomas Woods, and said that I literally cannot watch this anymore. I was curled up on a ball on my sofa, hiding my face because I could not stand <laughs> watching the show anymore because of the tension and the drama and the suspense that was happening. It was it was horrible to have to deal with. Um, truly, truly horrible. Um, I also watched The Grey Man. That was quite good. Um, it was very much a turn your brain off and just kind of enjoy the things happening because there's lots of pre- there the lots best. of pretty people doing cool things like that was great. Yes. Um, and then in terms of playing, I, I've, I downloaded the the uh, the multiversus um, uh, open beta that, that's kind of happening at the moment. Beta, beta. What we say? What is the grey? I say beta. I think I think beta. Pronunciation beta. 
Yeah. Well, well, Hemming sounds really posh <laughs> when he says stuff. You, you want to pay attention. You know, like he could be an airline pilot. He's got that kind of voice. He's you know? not putting me in control of a plane. <laughs> this, 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 if he, when he says we're safe, you go, we're safe because he said so. So if he says, Peter, are, are we happy? Oh, well, there we go. Beta is our official <laughs> pronunciation. Cool. But i, I got to say, from the sounds of just the messages that you've been sending about this game, it sounds bizarre. It's this really, just collection of things and people. It's really, really weird. <laughs> There's obviously the Warner Brothers attempt to um, kind of go after the Smash Brothers-esque brawler type um, thing. And obviously Nickelodeon have had a go to... Yeah, we're being flooded with these games yeah, silently. And, uh, I think Brawlhalla is another one. Uh, there's a there's a bunch yeah, of these yeah. games. Um, none of them have cracked the Smash Brothers itch, right? That's the game, and especially nah. with the latest Smash Brothers because they've got everyone. And yeah. the Warner Brothers, obviously, they own a lot of different franchises, right? And so they can they they can have quite an eclectic roster of people that you or of characters that you would not expect to be hanging around after school. You know what I mean? And I had a game today and I've started playing it. There's obviously it's free. there's a couple of different versions you can get and I'm playing the free to play version and that version essentially says you don't get any extra stuff. You start off with like three characters. Uh, I think it's like Wonder Woman if you complete the tutorial, uh, Superman and I want to say someone else but I can't for the life of me remember who it is. You do the tutorial as Shaggy from Scooby-Doo but then you don't think you actually get Shaggy which is kind of strange um, but I was I did a couple of matchups I, I, I decided to be Superman at the start because I know Superman and you know that that's fine um, and one of the matchups I had was myself as Superman teaming up with Harley Quinn against uh, Arya Stark and LeBron James um, which was kind of <laughs> the a, dream team it was really weird <laughs> and um who vo- out of curiosity? I don't, not that it matters, but who voiced them? Did they get the actors so to voice them, or just LeBron James is not voiced by LeBron James? I don't think Arya Stark is. Probably does a better job of doing than LeBron James <laughs> um, did in the film. Arya to be Stark fair, Stark is voiced by Maisie Williams. Um, Con- nice. Conroy is voicing Batman. Because uh, there is no other Batman voice. Someone I don't know to voice Harley Quinn, but it sounds like the Harley Quinn from uh, the Arkham games. So I think. Oh, um, oh, what's her name? Oh, it's on t- Tara Strong. Maybe. I can't. She was Angelica oh, in yeah. the Rugrats. She's been in tons of stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's just, like, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. it's like a billion. But, um, yeah, she's, yeah, she's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and, and it was just, um, it's just, it's very, I go into, I've played a lot of Smash Brothers in my life. I love Smash Brothers. Um, and it, the movement is better than Smash Brothers. That's the th- that's the thing that's kind of hmm. really shocked me from it. Surprising. Like the movement, I can really control my character to a really good level of, of you know what I mean? Um, I'm still getting a hang of the moves and things like that. I, I like It took me a good while to realize that I can do a flying move with Superman, which then became my go-to, and it's like, this is great. Um, and... Then you can also get like the, I think it's called the Founders Edition for £32, which it seems quite steep for something that's like, oh, okay. Um, and then you get like, you can unlock all the characters from the off. You get some kind of interesting, you know, cool stuff as well. Um, yeah, but isn't like the fun of this kind of stuff, unless it's multiplayer, because obviously multiplayer is multiplayer and that's fun. But the, the reason why you would play this in a single player context is to unlock the next cool guy, right? Well, that was my thinking as well. And... I actually think they've done it in a... It's a really clever way they've done it because they have basically said, yo, anyone can try it and if you really like it, you can kind of... Throw some schmeckles our way. There, and there's a premium battle pass 
something you can then pay for and things like that. So they've monetized it in quite a cool way in a, in a, in a, in a, in a let's get our grubby mitts on people's way. Right. But there's nothing like there's no core stuff that you can't do with, and you can unlock loads of stuff. You can't unlock just by putting yeah, the grind and the, in. Basically. And the grind doesn't. T- it's not like a, an, 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 an insulting grind. You know what I mean? Like I played a Superman. I probably did about eight matches, and then by that point, I had enough currency to go and buy Batman. And it, I must say, See, it was kind of strange to kind of go like, who shall I buy with my first kind of unlock? And I was like, is it going to be the Tasmanian yeah. Devil? Is it going to be <laughs> Tom and Jerry? Is it going to be, you know, it was so bizarre to kind of go, who on earth out of all of these people am I going to go for? Uh, the Iron Giant, this giant giant, just who is bigger than everyone else. And apparently, by all accounts, he sucks because I ain't never seen him online yet. No one chooses to be that guy. Um, Le- LeBron no. James. Like, and again, right? so I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this and probably we had planned, but apologies. I've been playing it all day today and it's fresh in the old noggin. So they don't have, you know, like in Smash Brothers, you get loads of crazy stage um, or like you get loads of power-ups, right? And there's, if you play with them mm-hmm. all on, you just it's just an absolute carnage especially when that giant when the giant dog comes in and licks half the screen you're like what's going on (laughs) and it can be really really like chaotic you don't get that on this there ain't that don't exist those items ain't a thing bro they might be like one or two buying them um the stages are pretty they don't do anything near as fun as the smash brothers ones do like you're in batman's lair and like about it you know uh looks nice you know and it's like cool. yeah it's not that there's a couple of destructible bits and interactive bits but yeah where like if you think about it in smash brothers where it actually takes elements from the games of the franchises that are within that so like when you're in when you uh, mario level will be new donk city and it's actually like a skyscraper you're going up and stuff like that right so it's, you're saying there's not as much variety uh, yeah yeah to the backgrounds and- but then what that kind of then means is that they i then focus a lot more on actually playing the damn thing and and kind of actually strategizing and figure out what i'm going to do and there's quite a lot like when i was when i unlocked batman i was like well he i have to play this like with smash brothers i don't know about you guys but i just it's the same thing with a character you know you kind of go right what kind of character is it is it a big dude a a fast dude does he have projectile you know that's pretty much that's the gimmick um I unlocked everything in Smash Bros, but that's only, to be honest, if I'm being honest with myself, that's just because it randomizes of how you find characters. And I was not going to stop until I unlocked Solid Snake. He just happened to be character 49 for me. <laughs> if he was character number two, I probably would have stopped at character number two. I think two. he was like number seven for me. It was like, oh, cool, that's quite cool. But um, and then, I, like near the end, it was just all of the JRPG like Fire Emblem dudes. That I just had no idea who any of them were. So I was like, oh, they're com- they're completely interchangeable yeah, and pointless. So like, okay, <laughs> yeah. But going back to kind of uh, this game, so um, Batman turns out like bear in mind he's like the flagship dude, right? Everyone wants to be Batman. Yeah, really, really complicated. Like, turns out that you've got a you've got a lot of cool things at your at your disposal, right? So you have to hold the punch button to throw a batarang, and that has its own little kind of meter mm-hmm. that builds up, like a cooldown. You can throw a smoke bomb, which then hits them. You call it back. I don't know how does it work? No, you throw a smoke bomb. You hit them with a batarang. And then they're smoked and then it will explode after a while. You have a grappling hook, which is just totally and utterly mental. Um, You've got an invisibility smoke bomb as well, which does some stuff and it gives you buffs and it debuffs them. And I suppose the the, the big two things that have kind of 
uh, crept out of me is the main thing of the game is two on two. There you go. Mr. Moles has downloaded it. The main gimmick of the game is two on two. That's it, right? You can play one on one on a free for all, but it's two on two. That's the main thing. And there's quite a lot of, of, of focus on helping your ally. So <clears throat> it's the same thing, right? You have a percentage when it gets to like 200, you're probably going to get flown off the screen and you're going to you know, lose a life. And it's the first team to get like four, you know, like kills basically. And you know when like in Smash Brothers, if you're off the ledge and you haven't got any special moves left and you can't double jump your way out of it and you're like, I'm dead, even though I've got like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm healthy, but I'm going to die. On this one, hmm. I can use my grappling hook as Batman to save my partner. Ah, oh, so that's cool. There's quite a lot of, the, and, the, and that you have like characters which are kind of de- almost designed around that kind of stuff where you've got like real supports and it's actual tangible things where it's like, I'm going to help you over here. Um, like Shaggy has a sandwich that you can eat and gives you health. And it's like, thanks, thanks, Shaggy. Appreciate that, my man. And there's nice. a like, LeBron. So I haven't quite figured out how LeBron James works. Haven't unlocked him. I face him all the time. They, they didn't realize that in the film neither, yeah. in case you could tell. I, I didn't haven't like watched that it film. On your recommendation. <laughs> and Woods as well. He, did, he wasn't. Oh, I don't. Um, and I, he has a basketball. Funny that. It's the Space Jam LeBron James. And he passes it to you. And you then, and you can pass it back to him. And every time you do that, you both get a buff. And it just happens throughout. And as you pass it, you can accidentally spam into an enemy, which then hurts them. So you're playing like a game of basketball. As like, and it's a proper. It really encourages like a really weird level of teamwork, basically. So what what felt like a joyless cash grab well, is anything but, by the sounds of it. And this is the interesting thing about it. So over the weekend, or as they kind of, I think it was over the honestly, yeah, this weekend. The developers have come out, they come out and said, look, if you want to unlock the Rick and Morty Cromulans stage, we're going to need to see, how many was it? Um, <laughs> Show us what you got. Right. I just thought there was a tweet of them with their guy doing that. And yeah. it, it, was was a, it was a Crom- Cromulans community challenge is now live. Collectively achieve 10 million ringouts and we'll unlock the new stage. And you'd think 20, like 10 million ringouts is quite a lot. And that's obviously when you go flying off the screen, you kill someone. You, yeah. You take some. Yeah, they did it in like a very, very short amount of time. Oh, wow. And by all accounts, the, I mean, the stage is now out before Rick and Morty have been released as a character. Yeah, they sure. want to tie, they're, they're tying it in with Warner Brothers. I mean, to be honest, this is actually genius because from a Warner Brothers perspective, over the course of forever, they're always going to be releasing stuff into pop culture. Rick and Morty season six comes out in three weeks time. You know that that's when around then is when Rick and Morty is going to start appearing in this game. Uh, when the Matrix like come, uh, comes out on DVD, if it hasn't come out already. I'm sure they'll be like, oh, Morpheus is now in the game. Like it's it's a great way of building a, commu- a ready built community to remind people of your IP when new stuff comes out for it. It's genius. It's it's really good. And um, yeah, by all accounts, they have not been. They have they are not prepared for the level of interest of this game. There are things like. There's, there's things that could be better, absolutely. For some reason, when you start the game or you kind of go into a game, the announcer, regardless of your menu settings or your sound settings, just bellows the, you know, it's time to get ready or wherever the hell it is. And it, I had my TV on volume of three and it still startled me. It's out of freaking nowhere. But... <laughs> One of the things you can unlock is you can unlock character-specific announcers so I can have Mr. Conroy announcing every single match, which That's is amazing. cool AF. 
Um, uh, yeah, and it, it's just it's just quite fun. Uh, but they're, they're like there's things like some of the mechanics. Um, I think it could be that there is some there's things they need to do. I think still there's still a few things like in terms of the priority order of two characters hitting each other, the light attack will sometimes whiff over the or will kind of outstrength the strong attack, which makes not much sense in the grand scheme of things. Smash Brothers do it, their priority hit kind of detection in a really good way. Maybe not so good here. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, the character list, you've got Iris Stark, Batman, Bugs Bunny, Finn, Garnet, Harley Quinn, the Iron Giant, Jake, LeBron James, Ryan Dog, Shaggy, Steven Universe, Superman, Taz, Tom and Jerry, Velma and Wonder Woman. And coming up soon, you've got the Joker, Daenerys Targaryen, Fred Flintstone, Gandalf, Legolas, the Wicked Witch of the West, Godzilla, Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, Raven, Mad Max, Marvin the Martian, Scorpio, Scorpion, sorry, Sub-Zero, Nubia, Johnny Bravo, King Kong, Neo from the Matrix, Gizmo, Emmett, Samurai Jack, Ted Lasso, and the Powerpuff Girls, apparently. Um, that, that's, that's the... I mean, I'm, I'm maining Johnny Bravo. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's me. Who, isn't? <laughs> who isn't maining Johnny Bravo? But yeah, dude, uh, I, I really encourage. Mole said you've downloaded it. I'm gonna stop talking about this game now because I've had a blast playing it today. I have to admit, and I, I look forward to teaming up with some of you guys. And All right, I'm on the again, app right now, doing the same. Last thing to kind of push you guys over the edge a little bit. Uh, the characters have banter between themselves. Okay, so Shaggy and Velma have a like they because and like they'll have a chat if they're on the same kind of match. That stuff's quite cool, and I'm hoping to see more of that as well. Um, yeah, so that, that's, my, Love that's it. my pitch basically. That's Love a damn good pitch. I need, and I say this as a deep yearning. I need wacky races content. Yes, as soon as humanly possible. That's just like that's like a whole, You could you you could do an entire Smash Bros competitor just with Wacky Races characters. Dude, just to give you an you? example, right? Uh, on the, on the, and th- th- this is where they're sinking their claws into me because I already fucking want it. The Battle Pass, the premium Battle Pass, right? Literally, the first stage of it, do you know what you can unlock? No. When you give someone a ring out, Porky Pig, that's all, folks, will come up. Oh, sold. Do you know what I mean? Sold. Like, that's, that's what I want to see, you know? Um, it sounds like they've put someone like us in charge of these <laughs> decisions. <laughs> And I, I appreciate that. Anyway, let's move, Mikey, because we're 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 we we got, we got so much more to to I'm go so through. Let's let's go to to Moles. Uh, back to back to free watching, playing, reading. If you have, I have been sunning myself in sunny Norfolk. So I, I have Norfolk been, on Norfolk. I've been without internet uh, or limited internet. I should say, like ooh, no bars. So I have been. I watched this week. Every single night, a Mission Impossible film. Nice! Starting from one and ending with Fallout. And I can honestly say, they just get stupider and stupider. That's the point. Series. You switch your brain off and oh, Tom Cruise does something even more amazing. Uh, put hands down. Number two is the best one. Right. Yeah, why does it get so much oh, shade? I love two. I liked it. Two is the best one. And then it there, just... there is one reason for number two being the best one. And then it just gets stupid after that, really. His hair? His hair. That, of course. <laughs> <laughs> His hair is incredible, and oh, I actually had like a schoolboy crush on on Fandy Newton. And even yeah, now, when she's did. like, when you watch a film with her in or TV show, I legitimately blush. Um, I have a question for you, Mister Moles, because I went through a similar thing a few years back with the Mission Impossible's, and I I agree with you. I think some of the later ones. I think there's one with who's the guy. Um, it's Geralt of Rivia, isn't it? Right, whatever his name, Superman. Yes, Henry Cavill. Yeah. 
that one was dreadful because there was Didn't no see that one. there was no explanation of anything. It just all of a sudden things were happening. It reminded me a lot of the film I watched, The Grey Man, where it's just let's do some stuff really quickly. But in number two, look, it's my favorite one. It's everyone's favorite one, really. Duggery Scott is the bad guy, right? Yes. I remember as a kid thinking he's quite a good bad guy. I, when I rewatched that film, that was the worst. There's a reason why his acting. career disappeared. My god, it's so I bad. I haven't watched How it for a while. Performances, it's so bad. I can't. Get, <laughs> I can't believe they allowed that. It's, it's nineties nostalgia. It's the nineties. Like bad actors <gasps> managed to get away with having. You know, there's a mixture of white male privilege and everything else in between. He managed to carry himself for a very long time, and yeah. Yeah. And John Woo magic over the top of it just sort of like covers all the cracks. Yeah. Throw some yeah. dubs out there. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, like, he, he made, tell me a John Woo movie that doesn't have elongated scenes of a slut's walk followed by a dove <laughs> pigeon throw. Exactly. <laughs> Through the fire somehow. But like, I always, I, I, I naturally assume that John Cusack is the worst actor of all time. Okay? Oh no, watch 2012. That will confirm he is the worst actor of all yeah. time. No, until because that and that was that was my thought process. I, he is the worst actor of all time. I hate him, and I, I hope he never makes anything again. Mission Impossible 2's Duggery Scott performance blows anything John Cusack does out of the water. It's incredible. You know, like how tame stuff looks nowadays, right? The big action set piece at the end of Mission Impossible 2 is essentially Tom Cruise kicking a gun up in the air. No, Isn't it? Just, he just, and it just goes, he catches it in sand and fires it. Like, I expect that in the title card now of a film, you know? <laughs> they did do do The motorcycle thing was, was, was pretty yeah. cool. Was pretty oh, dope. I'll the, give the whole, the last 10, 15 minutes of Mission Impossible Order is just god awful. Let's face it, right? And then it's just all god, all the films after that are god awful. I still Simon, remember Simon on Peg a. redeems a lot of the film for me for his comedy moments. It's just like, yes, just give me more of Simon Pegg's character. Dude, give me Screw more up. Simon Pegg character and give me more Scooby-Doo villain unmasking. Yes, yes, yes. 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 The whole season two was brilliant. You know, I, I, just, before this becomes a Mission Impossible podcast, but well, I generally, uh, I hate the ones where the bad guy is essentially like, He's really maniacal until he's in a room with Tom Cruise because actually Tom Cruise's character will just shoot him or physically beat the crap out of him. So, um, oh, what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman was the bad guy in one of them. And the, but he basically, like, it was really maniacal right up until the end where it's just like, well, I'm just going to put you in front of a car and kill you. <laughs> that one was good. Philip Seymour Hoffman was, was obviously a, a fine, fine he, Yeah, he's a fine actor. Yeah, he that carried that good. film. That was the JJ one, uh, Mission Dude, it's 3. Like, it's like the Grey Man, right? That film, if it didn't have uh, Chris Evans... Captain yeah, yeah, Marvel, everyone says he's Dude, nailed it. My word. My They're doing word. like a spin-off, like a whole what? series of films off of this. Well, it's a, it's a series of books, right? There's been a number ah, of Ah, okay. And, so... um, and the end of the film literally says, there's a sequel. Because loads of stuff that you thought would happen in this film in its two-hour runtime haven't happened. And now I know you've got blue balls, and that means you're definitely going to watch the next one. And it's like, damn you, you've got your claws into me, haven't you? Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. You know what? All hail Netflix, because as far as I'm concerned, they're doing the Lord's work of making those middle-tier movies that you can't hate, but you can't love, and you're just pleased they exist, right? Like, everyone's going, oh, those those Ryan Reynolds movies on the crap Adam Projects and all that. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you got something out of it. You enjoyed it. In fact, I'm going to get on my high horse now and say to all the film Twitter, go fuck yourselves, okay? You've all 
gone on your snobby bandwagon again. I was so happy to watch Four Love and Thunder until I opened up Twitter afterwards. And apparently we all hate Taika Waititi now because you don't have your independent guy. You can say, well, actually, this guy's up and coming. Have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People? Now, all of a sudden, he's your boy with Marvel. You hate him. You know what? I hope your Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie makes her a billionaire and then you can hate her too. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> so, Bowles, Mission Impossible. Your favourite one at the journey? Uh, two close two, in second yeah. by three and then after that there's just, oh, just just more summon peg would be alright there we go more peg from one peg to another Mr Hemming what have you been watching playing or reading <laughs> I don't know what to make of that <laughs> well don't google that with Prince William at <laughs> no, the moment if you know what I'm saying thing. you know what yeah, I'm saying I, I got a, I, I'll tell you what that episode of The Crown is going to be fucking brilliant <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting <laughs> so in terms of in terms of watching uh, I, we don't need to go over it, but I have finally started watching Stranger Things. Eventually, I've gotten around to it. So I can assure you those things are strange. They, they are quite odd. I'll give you that. <laughs> so I've, I've done the whole of the first season, and I've done the first couple of episodes of season two. So I'm finally actually realizing that I'm not quite sure about Will as an actor. But that's just me. Um, uh, he's, he's the equivalent of, you know, those Hangover movies. Hmm where it's actually about this one guy, but they find reasons to not have that guy in the film. First movie, oh, he's locked on the roof. The second one, oh, he's been kidnapped. I can't remember now, whatever. The point is, is that he's not actually very good. And although he's part of the gang, you don't really want him part of the gang. You want him about these guys. Will is basically like that in this TV show. Yeah, I've been, and I love Hopper. He's just, he's the best. Love him. But uh, so I've been watching that. I've got to catch up on the rest. Uh, but, Playing stuff, I have been having a bit of a nostalgia trip with PS Plus. They put the Ezio collection up there, so ah, I decided to go back. Ezio I, I kind of did what you did, Flint. I was looking at all this stuff and thought, bloody hell, there's a lot of stuff here. Oh, there's a game. There's a game I remember from ten years ago that I liked. I'm just going to play that again. Is so, it da- <laughs> is it download or stream? Download, download. Oh, I'm downloading it. Yeah. So I have been really enjoying that. And I did also play a bit of Stray, the cat game that everybody was going nuts about. Did it, did it make you purr? It, it did make me purr. It, the controller vibrates. If you've got the PS5 version, it vibrates as they purr and she sleeps. It's very cute. Uh, it is a very adorable game. It doesn't have a jump button. Which was no, it's I like was it's like it's like it's there's events. It's contextual jumping, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So you go to near an edge that you think you might be able to jump on, and it'll pop up and say, "You can jump up here if you want." Yeah, that's great. Um, but it, it's very cute. It's only about three, five hours, about five or six that's hours nice, long. Yeah. yeah, there's a speed run trophy for doing it in under two. So that tells you how long this game is. Um, but it's a lovely journey. It is only made by a small studio. A little bit of jank to some of the animations. But well worth well worth playing and worth the hype. And I can I've, see I've seen why. a mod. I've seen yes. a mod already, Hemming, that There's you're gonna absolutely love. Spyro mod. Yeah. You have a little Spyro that purrs and jumps around. People on the PC have been making mods of their own cats to just reskin the cat with their own cat. Which that's is great. I love that. Something that they're they're officially going to support, right? They're they're, they're like the devs are, they? are really they're, they're encouraging Good. this. They're making that's it a great. Thing. That's how um, you keep longevity in that sort of game. Yeah. I, I I've heard with this stray game because a lot of people I know have been playing it and they're, they're, yeah, it's been getting kind of a lot of a lot of acclaim and um, mm. the cat's meow. Some are saying yeah, yeah press circle to meow. Um, the uh, people are saying that it's kind of like this year's kind of journey because it's going to win all the awards, right? Nah. 
I don't think it's as polished as Journey was. No, but yeah. it's not much else that's going to go win those awards. I think that's the point, right? This well, year. The, the indie sort of awards, yeah, because obviously yeah, we've that, got that, Elden Ring not... and God of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the best one of those so far, for sure. But it's not It's not at that level for me, personally. Wow. There we go. There you have it. How many meows would you give it, Hemming, out of five? <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it four meows four, four meows, meows meow 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 um, awesome alright cool so um, in the words the immortal words of the great philosopher Kendrick Lamar I've been going through something I have been playing Elden Ring and I've got to be honest like I know I'm like the, the guy that gets the wave after the wave so like hey guys <laughs> you ever watch Breaking Bad I'm that guy okay I, I'm always the last to the party with certain fads and I am very much last to the party of Elden Ring and you never well. guess what guys I well uh, Moles is going to bring in come come join the water my friend it's fine uh, you can be part of the late bloomers with me um, I've, I've sank about 60 hours into this game probably since the last pod and it has been such a journey I've I've fallen in love. I've hated it and everything in between. Anyway, I'm not going to, because we've, we've talked at a massive extent about this game. I'll just say where I am at the moment. I think I'm at level 80. I've got the Rivers of Blood Katana. I've unlocked the grind area. Um, uh, Mogri. It sounds like a Welsh place. Mogri. It sounds like you, yeah, uh, you, you, you expect to see it on a Welsh map, right? that, that kind of place. <laughs> I've unlocked that. I've just taken out the boss at the capital. So when you go up the tree and there's the guys that's sitting around the stairs, like uh, Saint the Omen, uh, I took that guy out and I've now unlocked the land of the giants and I'm now going around there. And it's one of those games, and I'll say, I've said it before and I'll say it again, every time you think you've unlocked enough to say that you've done a, fast, a big percentage of this game, something will open up and go, well... I just found out the universe is a lot bigger. You know that. You know at the end of Men in Black, where he realizes that actually the universe is just a pebble, and it's just a thing. That's how I feel every time I unlock something in Elden Ring. And when I hear people say, "Oh, that's good. Yeah, you're about at the mid-game point," I'm like, sixty hours <laughs> midpoint. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, but this is, you know, it's, it deserves all the awards. I feel like. Uh, I kind of want just more and more and more and more and more. Uh, and it'll be an interesting debate over where do you take this game? Is it DLC? Is it sequel? Is it leave it? It's perfect. Um, gentlemen, I know you, Alex and, and Mikey, have invested a lot of time into this as well. Where do you think they take this game? Apparently they've already finished the next game. What? Sorry? Uh, I, 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 right. Guy, you carry on talking. Yes. <laughs> you throw me I, here. I, I, go, go, go. Internet. Internet. You need to verify because I heard something about They're like working a on mobile something else. game or something or a board game that they might be doing of it. That's a very Namco so, thing to do. Yeah, it, it might be that you've been fooled by a headline, but if they have made a whole new sequel already, so Jesus Christ, it give it to here, me. Right, okay. Um, no. They haven't finished it. From Software's next game is in the final stages of development. They are literally finishing wow. it up now, and it's right near the end. Well, any details, or is it just uh, the next project? Is it the final no, stages? Um, is yeah, it because, because it's some sort of collectible card game on mobile? <laughs> no, no, essentially. So back <laughs> in back in two thousand eighteen, uh, Miyazaki was uh, asked when uh, Sekiro came out how because from software have been basically making two games um two games at the same time and one of them was elden ring and the other one was this game um and now he said that it's in its uh 
final stages. I um, cannot wait. Give me uh, wow. Yeah, apparently, so right, Miyazaki himself wrote that he's already working on yet another game as director, which plan with plans to work on a more abstract fantasy than anything we've done in the past. Um, I have a feeling this won't be a Souls game. Maybe um, it could be. Um, From haven't made anything that's not been a Souls game though for years right yeah but i think this dude's warranted the uh, the chops to like kind of let him try something else if he wants well to. i know there was i know there was talks about them making a new armored core game um oh yeah because that was a series from back in the day for um, them yeah but yeah so look i i again it's a very much a Ooh. this is a thing that was said and it sounds like they've mm. kind of finished they've it always done dlc yeah, I'm games, certain right. DLC will be coming, and there'll be a whole separate area on another. I want part another of the map. island, or yeah, uh, just, I think just, there will just, be. Just hear me out. Like you know, there's areas where you go, oh, holy crap! There's a a bridge that takes me down to like basically an area the same size of the map. I want to go into the skies. Take me up, up up and away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Hey there, blimpy boy. That's what I want. And I want the title (laughs) of the DLC to be Elden Ring. Hey there, blimpy boy. And that's exactly what I want. That fits Uh, in with the theme. I just have one question, Mr. Flint. Obviously, I know that we talked about Elden Ring to ad nauseum. And I know that Mr. Moles, I know he wants it. I know he wants to see what the the fuss is about. Put your finger on it. Will I enjoy it? It's not. Don't use it as that. Those are construct words, okay? You experience it. it is <laughs> well, I experienced the remake of Demon's Souls, and I experienced yeah, it for about three hours. I mean, I'm not enjoying it. So deep. That's what a lot of people did. I'm not like that. I've yeah. got to clear my history. And I'm glad I didn't drop 70 bones on it, because I would be pissed off. There, there's a reason why that game is lucky to even have existed in the first place. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot purchased... of people going into it were like, what the hell am I getting myself into? I imported Demon's Souls from Japan for the PlayStation 3, oh, and nice. I still have that version somewhere, and it is I still regard it as one of the biggest and most expensive mistakes of my life, there because <laughs> I read all the reviews, I put it down to play it, and I just got obliterated endlessly, and I was like, this is not for me. It genuinely took me about four or five years yeah. to then play Dark Souls, and then go, oh, I see. And even then... I was on double figures of attempts to try and okay, let me get it back into this and see. Yeah, I I sank a lot of time in blood uh, Bloodborne before I just went. That's quite good. Until you kind of get that thing right. Um, I I don't have much time to play video games. This is the most accessible though because of the fires. I just want to play. I don't want to die and then try again and then die and try again. Before you know it, you're an hour in and I'm like four meters further than what I had. No, I ain't got time for that. I don't have time in my in my busy life, let's say. Why don't you do, why don't you utilize the power of the PlayStation Five and Moles? Why don't you drop into Flint playing it? Because Flint will do everything. I yeah. might as well just watch him play the game. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Watch Flint play it, and basically do the share play where you make an of, informed decision, my friend. And then oh, watch Flint playing yes. it, and then gonna go, is this for me or not? Flint, you can talk about what you're doing, why you're doing it, etc., etc. But trying to spoil too much, obviously. Yeah. Then you can figure it out. I can use gold runes so I can level up my sword and get more gold runes. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Quick question for you then, Mr. Flint. Um, Is it the Lake of Rot? Um, (laughs) How did you feel going across that bad boy? Because that was the most depressing experience I think I've ever had in my life. Is that in the red area? Have you? No, have you not been to the Lake of Rot yet? It's underground. Where would that... Help me me describe it in terms of how you get to it. You'd know know it if you'd been there. It's giant and rotty. And no, the is there, is is there lots of ants nearby? Oh, the floor's lava. No, I've not been there. Okay. How do you unlock uh, that? How do you get to it? It's just uh, one of the areas that you are in the underground level. I can't remember exactly how to get there off the top of my head. 
I did it via the quest. You know the main, well, you know like the big quest. Honestly, oh, yeah, I yeah. barely knew there were quests in this game until about fifty hours in. Like I was basically just been, I've been Breford Wilding, right? I've just been exploring and going. Oh, this looks like a castle. Oh, there's a boss there. Eventually, That's I'll beat the best it, way to do it, and then I'll just go wander somewhere else until I then go until eventually I realise that I can't just go around the big fuck off sword and bash people on the head anymore. I need to actually think about my character and where I'm putting my levels and the things I'm doing. So I've gone big on bleed damage. So I'm basically really leveling up my decks and my uh, and well, mainly my decks because the Rivers of Blood Katana um, has a B. For yeah. its uh, scalability, Same. when you when you do that sort of thing. Yeah, sorry, we've gone proper inside baseball there. Um, <laughs> but uh, and that, I think that's the only downside to this game is that it could really benefit from a quests tab in the menu, <laughs> as just to say these are your active quests and what My you need God, to do the next. Backlash. My God, the backlash would be. I mean, supreme. they've already fucking trapped their rule book out by giving you a map and fast travel Can pretty you much straight if away. There wasn't a fucking map. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like the other games that's quite tight, narrow corridors that interweave and you learn where you're going. This is a massive open yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to say that even areas that you think you know inside out, you just have all of a sudden you will find like a teleporter that will take you to another area within that area and you'll be like, oh my God, it's incredible. Anyway, before it becomes the Elden Ring cast, I think maybe before the year's out, we should do a proper nerd Elden Ring uh, spoilerific, (laughs) just like a therapy session about it. Just to wrap off uh, what I've been watching, 37 minutes in on this intro, um, I buzzed through Resident Evil. We've been talking about this a lot on the pod. As you know, a lot of us are massive Resident Evil fans. Uh, When Mr. Lance Reddick was uh, announced, uh, we we supported him, we tweeted our support and he liked it back. I can tell you this. It's not a great show. It's not a bad show. It just exists. I can't tell if this show is poor story, excellent execution, or excellent story and poor execution. I can liken it to... I don't know if this will will track. Did you ever watch CW shows? So like uh, Arrowverse shows or The Expanse those kind of TV shows where they've got a massive scope and a little bit of budget or the flash TV show or that kind of thing where they've got like enough to like get it going, but they can't actually meet the ambition of what they're trying to do. So there's about five key areas across the whole fucking show and they try and make it sound like it's gone all around the world. It's just that most scenes will be in a field, in a tent and saying, we're in France now. Oh, we're in England now and everything else. It goes very campy. It goes very hammy, not in a good way. And also, uh, it was Comic-Con last week, and Lance Reddick was there promoting Resident Evil. And uh, he's got a bit of backlash from the community because they're asking him about season two and the potential of that. And he kind of sat back and just went, I really like those movies. Maybe we should get some of those characters in. And people were like, dude, everyone hates those movies. No one wants anything to do with those movies. Do you actually like these games? That being said, he is having a great time. The it's like I liken this to Agents of Shield of everything that's come before is canon. So every Resident Evil game is canon to this TV show. What they're doing going forward is not canon to the, the franchise. And they have an explanation as to how Albert Wesker dies in a volcano in 2009 Resident Evil 5 and how he can be alive in 2024 in the Resident Evil TV show. And it's an okay reason. 
to an extent. How can how, I, I? I don't want to spoil this for myself if I do watch it, but I don't know if I'm ever Moles going is, to watch Moles it. Moles is like half deep on this. Are you right? Do you want me to? Do you want to take your headphones off for a second, Moles? Yeah, wave me back in, boys. <laughs> okay, I'll wave you. I'll wave you back in. Okay, and, and, and spoiler alert: anyway, in the podcast, fast forward thirty seconds if you do not want to know. Okay, cloning. So he he creates. He, so in two thousand and nine, <laughs> he created a bunch of clones to help with his own mutations. So he was utilizing that. So basically, that's that's why. And okay. one of his clones ends up becoming the Albert Wesker in Resident Evil, uh, in Umbrella, New Umbrella. And they give him like he he has two kids basically, and he's got a normal life. Mikey's face is like, what the fuck is that? Is reason? Cl- cl- clones are like the current day. It was all a dream. Like, yes, absolutely, out, absolutely. <laughs> yep. The reason why it's charming is because there's scenes with him and all these clones, and it's Lance Reddick actually just basically having a bit of fun. There will be the dumb one. There will be the very intelligent one. There'll be the articulate one. And like I say, it kind of goes campy and hammy. Not in the best way, but I'm kind of enjoying him enjoying it, if that makes sense. The whole community is probably watching this going, what the fuck? But this will find its fans. Like, absolutely. There'll be people that adore this show, and it will definitely get a second season for that reason. As long um, as Lance is having a good time. Yeah, but I, I, Miles, I, head, head, headphones back on. There you go. Come back into the room. And people that skip forward ahead, welcome back. Um, I, will say, I will say this. As a man who is very passionate about Batman who adores the films, who adores the comics, every form of Batman in in pop culture I consume and love, I have learnt to learn this lesson. If you don't like it, don't worry. There's going to be a new version in 10 minutes' time. And that's exactly what's happening in Resident Evil, okay? Uh, It doesn't matter. If you look at the works of Shakespeare, it gets reinterpreted every, every five minutes, okay? That's the sign of a successful thing that's going to outlive anyone involved now. And Resident Evil is somehow fall. I don't know how, but somehow Resident Evil of all things. Indiana Jones? No, that'll die of Harrison Ford. But somehow Resident Evil is the thing that will never die, just like it's, it's, it's zombies. So, yes, I agree with you. The Paul Wes Anderson movies are, are rubbish. Or Was it Wes Anderson? No, not Wes Anderson. Uh, the other guy. The one who married his wife. He married the head of it and become like you know, whatever. Uh, those films were terrible. The the Welcome to Raccoon City. I agree. Was also pretty bad. This TV show is probably the best of a bad bunch. That's a low bar. But maybe somewhere there's a kid right now who who maybe go on to write and direct the Resident Evil you want to see. <laughs> so yeah, I can be very zen about the whole thing. But yeah, they they have raped a lot of the the the, the good stuff from Resident Evil in this TV show. <laughs> anyway i think uh that's fair to say i usually say we're, we're fairly lubricated up to, to carry on the pod so i i'll, I'll move on because the fox is in uh gentlemen uh i think that uh, there's only one place to start really which is uh gta uh, we've been talking about this for a while in terms of when are we going to find out about the next endeavor in GTA. And uh, it started out as leaks, but then magazines like Forbes and people like that started confirming this. Is that uh, I think there was an earnings call with Take Two and Rockstar over uh, where they're going with GTA 6. And essentially, they have they have announced that Resident Evil 6 is currently in development, shock, uh, and that they are aiming for a release window of April 2023 into March 2024. Not only have they uh, announced a timeline which is getting everyone's eyebrows raised, 
Also, uh, the thing that is kind of the worst kept secret on the internet is that the location is going to be Miami and we're going to be going back to Vice City and that uh, something which we kind of, I don't know why this should be celebrated news because it's kind of just like a cool, like great. Um, the protagonist, or one of the protagonists, will be female in this game. Uh, what's that? What's our thoughts, guys, from this news? It's about time we heard something. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it has to be a leak and it's not from the horse's mouth, it's about time we actually heard that they were doing it and not just milking GTA Five online for all it's worth. Which, yeah. to be fair, they have done a hell of a job doing because they have made <laughs> so much money off of that thing. I mean, yeah, I heard somewhere that they canned a bunch of other projects because of the backlash from the poor ports they've been doing. So after the backlash of oh, the GTA really collection, rough. they've canned a next-gen update for um, Red Dead Redemption. Mm. Uh, Red Dead, uh, sorry, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, they've also canned, well, not canned, but they have now sun, they're now sunsetting uh, support for Red Dead Online because they're moving all these people over just to say, look, Let's just focus on what our secret source is going to be. Let's go to drives for the next 15 years. It's got to be GTA 6. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and the female protagonist thing, great. That shouldn't even really be yeah, that's news why I start- at this point, but it, it's such a shame that it is and that people still have this backlash to that kind of thing. It just seems ridiculous at this point that that's still happening. I mean, the soundtrack's going to be banging. Well, what era is it in? Have they said? Is it well, going to be 80s be, again? Please be 80s. Because I, I would love that so much. It's, yeah, I think it's got to because they've done kind of everything with... It's not going to be too... Like, like Vice City kind of could look like San Andreas. Do you know what I mean? If it wasn't mm. drenched in 80s nostalgia. So like that's going to that's gonna add a thing to it. I really hope that um, with the, you know, it doesn't matter if it's female, male protagonists in the game, right? I hope they keep to what makes GTA GTA, which is kind of a America turn up to 11 of toxic masculinity, uh, sexuality in every shape and form, uh, pop culture dialed up in a way which is cartoonic to an extent. Like, keep, please keep that. Don't lose that. Actually, here we go. Here's a thought experiment for us, us guys. When I say GTA... What do you think? Weirdly, if for me, one of the first things that comes into my head is Chatterbox. Just the first <laughs> thing is the GTA 3 radio station, Chatterbox, which is just Laszlo talking to random people who are just screaming about the most absurd things in the world. <laughs> you like an Info Wars thing, could Yeah, that'd be amazing. War. Yes, exactly, yeah. So just the radio stations for me, and just how bizarre and OTT and Americana they are. Like the Vice City radio stations, where it's got like the film Exploder, <laughs> the knife that saved America can save your home. <laughs> you know, it's I, I love that kind of stuff. That's what I'm in it for. Uh, Mikey Bowles, GTA. What does that mean to you? It's this, yeah, the, the over the top and the over the top voice acting was always good, wasn't it? I think like one of my earliest memories of GTA was actually GTA London. Ah it's, yes, it's I was like the bobbies. Yeah, which was brilliant. It's like you have to swap the discs to get yeah. it to load. You could play as Michael Caine. Yeah, it was top <laughs> down. Yeah, and it was it was violent, but it wasn't because it was a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey, no go on, Moss. Yeah, oh, I was going to say. Then when they turned 3D, I think it was on the PS2. Yeah, 3. 3. It was like revolutionary. It was like this game is like yeah, this is. 
You know, I can just go around beating people up with a baseball bat. Yeah, why not? Let's just do that. I don't do any missions. Let's just walk about town. And it was kind of almost a little bit open world as well, which was kind of new and refreshing. Oh, yeah, it started a revolution with that. It was the groundbreaking at the time. I think for me, um, I don't know. I just, I think of the loading screens. I just think good, of good, screens. good artwork. It just—it's always very, you know, and you music. know, a GTA game when you when you see it, and it's like I think of riding down one of the kind of the side kind of know, like motorway bits in Vice City uh, on a motorbike, you know, and just that just the tunes pumping. Like I remember that as a kid being this is fucking cool. Um, so I played a lot of San Andreas and just the oh here we go again, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I just. Um, it is that just that entire it's just it's such a parody it's such a um yeah it's 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 in in a way it's it's obviously very clever in a way because they, mm. they 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 are they are mocking the thing they are being you know what i mean in a very yeah. obvious and almost grotesque or absolutely grotesque way and i think kind of touching on your your what you said earlier about obviously the female protagonist and look, I've seen the comments, I've seen the backlash from people, I've seen politicians getting involved in it for Christ's sake Bloody hell. and blaming the woke culture and all this nonsense. And it's um, no, they're, they're still going to keep true. It's just it'll just be a dick joke as opposed to a vagina joke every now and again, right? It'll still well, be it'll still make it'll still be GTA. Well, I, well, I think this is my uh, my I suppose my only kind of thought on that is um, because you mentioned the the, the phrase toxic masculinity. Um, and like I play GTA, and if you go back and play them, it can be actually really. It's, it, like, we're all pretty woke people, right? Because yeah. wokeness isn't a bad thing, turns yeah. out. And it can. There are bits where it's like you have to remind yourself, like this is actually this is a parody. They're exactly. doing this on purpose. Yeah. You have to do kind of. You have to go like now. Check yourself at a second. Yeah. You have to kind of put put your brain in that gear a little bit, kind of realize what you're doing here, what you're actually kind of playing, right? Um, I'm I am intrigued to see how they approach it with a female protagonist. I'm all for it, obviously, but I, I uh, how they do it is going to be very very interesting because again, like on GTA Five, you had three very different characters, um, and with like a Trevor, for example, like yeah. you can you, and that allowed them to have kind of all of the things they wanted to do. If they're just going to have one female protagonist. They've got to figure out what lane that that protagonist is driving in, if you know what I mean. And it's, uh, that's I don't think that. it's one player. I just don't. I no. think for that reason. I've heard it's going to, from one of the articles I read, they think it's going to be four playable characters this time around, but one of them is a female. So we'll see. Is it basically going to be GTA 5 with a female? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I, but just again, just to go kind of back to your actual question. The cutscene. I've said this to you a thousand times. I hate cutscenes. I hate them so much because they are boring. I like to play video games, not watch them for the most part, unless it's a really good something I'm really in, invested in. Right? Um, don't start your game off with a 20 minute cutscene unless you're a snake. Okay? That's, that's my. <laughs> that's a good rule. That's a good rule for life. The rule, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, GTA. I love the cutscenes. They entertain me like immeasurably, and that's that's. I can't give any other. Bigger praise, praise yeah. franchise, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. What I'll say about, about GTAs is there's there's a backbone in every game, and that backbone is actually a parody of a film of some kind. Uh, Vice City is a absolute parody of Scarface. Um, 
Uh, oh, GTA 4 was a parody of the bowling simulator. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, uh, GTA 5 uh, was a Scorsese movie, right? It's There's always a element of not only hold and this is the genius of it and i don't think people understand the nuanced geniuses of this of the people you are dialing up to an 11 and making a parody of you're even then going what's probably their favorite film let's even just make the bloody game follow the storyline of their favorite film they can't even see it it's like uh, if anyone watches the boys uh, tv show uh, recently it's kind of emerged that a character that a lot of right-wing america have followed and supported and loved and felt that this was their champion actually kind of held up a mirror to them of their behaviors over the last few years and gone ah oh, no i don't like it <laughs> um yeah it's, it's beautiful thing to see when writing sort of reverts back on that kind of thing so it does not get the credit for the expression and the satire that really sits in there beyond the dick jokes and porn jokes right there's so many more things in there and lastly on gta yeah the jankiness <laughs> that is a we've real all been good there point. we've yeah. all been there on those vice city games or gta3 when you got to fly that fucking plane like the shooting mechanics are garbage hot a hot yeah. mess the majority of the time like yeah it is jank af and the fact that you fail a mission for something which can be really innocuous can get right on my tits so yeah i'm hoping uh, for the new one they kind of uh, allow a little bit more uh uh, spend a bit more time in the old polish department That'd be yeah quite nice. well in that for that reason alone this ain't coming out during that window i do not care what they're saying especially in a world where like unionization is starting to happen in video games and we know that they're they're notorious for crunch yes you know everyone's doing better they've all put the press releases out they've all hired new people to come in and make things a little bit better but there is not a world like okay i put it this way if I am wrong, and that game gets released during that window. I will, I will join this podcast, and I will eat eat this can of, of pop right next to my. What was the window? Uh, April twenty twenty three to March twenty twenty four. Basically, we're eight, they're saying we're eighteen months away. They're saying we're eighteen months away. I just refuse to believe that. Eighteen months away from beta. I, I I I think we're three four years away. You might right. be eating that can. Well, well, I'll put my can <laughs> where my mouth is, my friend. Right. Anyway, hey, what are you playing first? GTA Six or or or, or the Elder Scrolls Six or wherever the next one is. It is Six, yeah. Uh, GTA because I think they've said that we're like a decade away from Elder Scrolls. Like they've got to focus on Fallout next. Oh jeez! Yeah, I think there was something a while <laughs> do they, back. Do they hate money? Is that is that their thing? Do, do, do Bethesda and Microsoft hate money? <sighs> yes. No, it's just easier for them to put out a new version. Oh, is this the super special European? Extra just version? do Skyrim two, and you will make all the money. <laughs> Skyrim two. <laughs> Call it that as well. Don't, yeah. don't even pretend that Morrowind is an influence anymore. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. we're just all about Skyrim. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Oblivion, Who's that? that? <laughs> yeah, just 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 do it. Um, uh, I okay. Let me let me phrase this one. Here you go. S- s- uh, strong bet, and this leads into our next news item. You will be playing a new Metal Gear game before you are playing GTA Six. No. no. When I say no, 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 no. I'm including remasters or remakes. Nope. 
Konami don't make video games anymore. Konami just do. We keep junk hearing the rumor of Bluepoint making a Metal Gear game. No, At some point, this no. has to be true. <laughs> I would love for it to be true. If Bluepoint did a full remake of Metal Gear Solid, I would love it. It would be incredible. But it's not happening. I'm I, okay. That's my bet. That's my bet. That's an Adam Flint bet. I, I you can take some. Why? I, why? Hope I'm wrong. <laughs> why has this come up, Flinty? Why are you saying this? So, so the reason why I say this is that uh, last week was Metal Gear's 35th birthday. Happy birthday, Snake. Um, unfortunately, Capcom literally decided to do fuck all about this. No, no, and, don't blame uh, Capcom. Konami. 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 I say Capcom. Oh, Jesus, sorry. I've got Capcom <laughs> in the brain. I was there thinking about, why do you keep licensing out Resident Evil to so many bad people? <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. You're right. Konami uh, have literally done nothing. However, there are rumours circulating all the time uh, about Bluepoint making something in that Metal Gear well and I suppose the the a question to ask not much more than it's a question of just acknowledging it's stakes 35th uh, birthday is when I say Metal Gear to you <laughs> there's a theme of my questions this week was um, what does that mean to you Tanker love it love it one word answer I like as well Moles Metal Gear what does that mean to you Boxes love it Hemming Ladder Ladder uh, I think I think uh, batshit crazy codec conversations. That's now, not one word. Outrageous. No, but, but uh, <laughs> you can break your own rules. That's what Boris Johnson told me. Uh, so basically, there you go. That's what makes up Metal Gear, right? So someone can can take that and not be Kojima and boxes, do something. Boxes, ladders, what? tankers, tanker. And bad shit, crazy coder conversations. Yeah. That, that's that's pretty game. much it, right? That's, that's a, exactly. exactly. Oh, anyway, another segue into games because we're a games cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, PSN, uh, they dropped uh, their latest round. This is the first month we've had of PlayStation Plus updating. Uh, I will be asking, gentlemen, what have you been playing on PS Plus? If there's any hidden gems, anything else, I've got a couple to, to share. Um, but they have announced two things. One was that all the Yakuza games are going to be available on uh, on our playstation plus or plus depending on where you are in the world um i never got into <laughs> i never got into the yakuza game so i'm going to be honest with you this do is it. this is my uh this is my my thing of the do sort it. of people that champion yakuza games are sort nope. of the sort of people that champion jrpg games <laughs> dude <laughs> I, I i say this with all the love in the world um i feel like you've got, i i i feel like you're you you you've, you've pigeonholed them in the I, way need to, that, I need to revert my in, hate and give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Walk in a the mile in their, you, in their tentacle shoes. I, I to give it a try. I view Yakuza <laughs> games in a weird lens because I think they're fucking excellent. Right. Um, and they... So in terms of like the storylines and all that kind of stuff are super serious, super hilarious, super fun storylines, right? They're, they're, again, rather long cutscenes. I test my patience for a while. Yeah. The combat... And the, and the gameplay is absolutely incredible. It is it is utterly fucking hilarious when you pick up things like a car and just take out 50... Like it's, the, the combat is incredible. Um, where you have obviously seen some of the uh, screenshots and the memes about some of the side quests, um, how you do with GTA, where you put your brain into they are taking the piss... Ah, okay. Sold. Okay, done. Fine. Understand. Understood. It is so tongue in cheek. They know what they're doing. Completely. We are just going to take the piss out of all of the classic anime Japanese tropes that get levied at games like this. 
and we will dial it up to 15. And when you view it in that lens, you're like, okay, this is it's funny. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's right, funny, okay. basically. Where do you um, start? Where's a good one to start? Zero. Zero. You, you've got to start with zero, which is the start of the story, because the, the, what they've put on is the uh, Kazuma Kiryu story, nice. which is zero, Kiwami, Kiwami 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. And they're also putting in like a dragon, which is a completely different style of game. It's turn a turn-based right? JRPG yeah. um, with a completely new main character. So you should start with Yakuza 0. But right. just know that if you do want to play them all, once you get to 3, there's going to be a bit of a shock. Because yes. uh, 0, 1, and 2 were completely remade. Does, on does Samuel Jackson turn up at the end and say you're part of a bigger <laughs> universe? No, not quite. I don't like it, Hemming. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's just sadly, 3, 4, 5 were PS3 games, and they're not full remakes. They're just remasters. There's a slight lick of paint and upgrade on bits here and there. Right, so although I'm progressing in the story, janky. I'm taking about a 20-year gap back. You will feel a lot of jank once you start up uh, I, I 3. I think if you played 0 and the next couple, you'll have your fill of Yakuza for quite some time. If That's I'm true. Yeah, that will um, fill right. you up until next well, year. Well, what I will say is that if you enjoy the aspect of Elden Ring, where you're kind of going along, doing your thing, you feel like you've got a handle on things, and then all of a sudden, a whole mess of stuff opens up that you can do elsewhere, uh, Yakuza is your, is your kind of game, because you'll be playing Yakuza, and then all of a sudden, you'll unlock the Complete business management simulator, which is the most in-depth thing you've ever seen 30 hours into the game. It's and you're like, madness. what the fuck? This is basically a complete game that I wouldn't like. It's like they it's bananas, like utterly, utterly. I spent so long in the arcade playing random games. I do the same. There's like Virtua Fighter in there that you can just play a full emulation of Virtua Fighter just oh, there classic. for you to play if you want. Yeah. It's great. I, it's a, and yeah, it's a genuinely hilarious game. Uh, I, I would encourage it again. Turn the lens on of going, they know what they're doing here. They're dying, okay, it's a parody. Yeah, yeah. They're dining yes. it up. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, fine, fine. This isn't like legitimate people that basically just watch no. the main. Porn. Right, the okay, main story of each Yakuza game is like a super serious, gritty, political kind of thing. But really interspersed, in depth, it, yeah, really, it, really, it, really in depth as fudge. Is there any like kernels of Shenmue? Or yes. like, oh, or this like is hugely inspired by Shenmue. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like it looks I, from pictures and like things that I'll see from these games, it looks like it could be a still from a Shenmue game, or yeah, yeah. could have been like a sequel to. Basically, it's it takes everything that Shenmue laid the groundwork for and refines it, and is ah, now okay. that, that, exactly this might be, what this might be my game of the year. All of a sudden, <laughs> I, I, there we go. I, I re- I've re- chased everyone. This is a lesson: rethink your biases <laughs> and, and open up the world. And you know what? You might learn something. The thing uh, is, as well, dude, you like Streets of Rage, right? I do. I do like the rage. Think that combat, but 3D, and then randomly half the New Japan roster sharp. <laughs> that is <All> true. Right. <laughs> if you want to have a boss fight with Kazuchika Kurokada, this is your game. Amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. Well, while we're still talking about the, the PS Plus, <laughs> is that there's been a little bit of controversy, um, and that was with uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Integrate. Uh, it was announced they've added Final Fantasy VII Integrate to the product, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of people on day one were like, oh, yes, I'm going to go play Integrate now, and uh, it wouldn't let them. And it turns out that at the time, uh, that if you had downloaded Final Fantasy VII as part of the free game, as part Why of the 
<laughs> well, Mikey didn't. He 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 did not give it that many lasagnas. You remember in the lasagna rating. So we've got Hemming of the Meow rating. We've got Mikey of the lasagna rating. This was not. Uh, he finished his lasagna and he didn't like it anymore. So there we go. <laughs> one scoop of lasagna. Yeah, it was one scoop of lasagna for, for like, he does not like Mondays, this guy. Um, <laughs> I just want to confirm, See, Mike. Just no Garfields. Yeah. No Garfields. <laughs> In fact, there we go. We could take the lasagna and Hemming's meows and say how many Garfields we'll give it. Uh, and, and it all ties back. But essentially, um, if you downloaded Final Fantasy VII Remake as part of the free game, as part of your PS Plus uh, um, membership, it would not allow you to download Integrate. Now, we actually reached out to Sony uh, on Twitter, and uh, I'm going to play some ominous music in the background. Like, you know on Panorama, when they're like, they declined to comment, uh, which is what they've done to us, uh, because we've got about 11 followers on Twitter. They're probably a lot busier than that. But, Hemming, you've informed me they've actually corrected this. It was a bug, essentially. Yeah. It looks to be, because they decided to make things as awkward as possible in how they license their games it just was like clashing with the other final fantasy 7 and they've apparently they have now fixed it but it's it's just a mess with how they license and try to put out their games now square enix yeah i have to say that the like when we have our end of year pod this is a strong contender for how the hell do you keep fucking this up of the year award of how hard is it to say you've got the ps4 version of the game Here's the PS5 version. Now, there's not been a universal way of upgrading versions of games to the next to this generation. So you've got some games where they'll literally make a different skew and say, like, it's just another game. It's just a brand new game. It just so happens to work better on the PS5. Other games are like, no, it's the same game, but it says there's a PS5 version. You can download the PS5 version and your game save file, you have to upload to some server where they magically turn it into the PS5 save game. And then you have to come download it again. There are so many different problems. And this kind of sits in that bucket of there's actually five different SKUs for Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PlayStation. The PS4, the PS5, the free versions on PSN, Integrade. Uh, there was weird versions of Integrade, like promotional versions, where you got just the Yuffie DLC if you purchase on certain things so that's where all the confusion come from so basically it's now you can get it if you enix. want it square enix are a mess <laughs> yeah i mean i mean the whole thing's a mess to be fair but this does answer open up an interesting question which is will dlc start becoming a thing in ps plus world as well i think one of the the carrots for especially third party games to be on the platform would be Look, okay, you might only get a certain amount of money or no money, but the point is is that you can really push DLCs and stuff like that for that. So um, I suppose the question to ask is that, is there any massive DLCs that you'd like to see appear on, on PS Plus? I think maybe if they put like the, the, is it Iceborne, the Monster Hunter World DLC? If they put yeah, that on there, because that's a big expansion. I, I don't think it's going to be a big thing across the board, though. I really don't. Final Fantasy fourteen, if they put in all the DLC for that, I'd be very yeah. happy. But they put um they if put... they did that with Final Fantasy fourteen and they included all the DLC, I'm playing it. Yes. I, I played Final Fantasy fourteen, obviously because it's an MMO. I played that for quite a bit of time and it was really, really it's good. Very, very good. Um, <laughs> my only wish for that game is that I had people to play it with, you see. And... I did Hey. Oh. You're Hello. talking to the only Hi. person Hello. who plays Anthem. <laughs> you're still trying to get us on avengers no 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 but this is the thing right final fantasy as an mmo works because i damn well i like a grind and uh you know what i mean so it's, it's like hmm, this is and the music is bloody incredible in that game so 
Yeah, maybe we should get together, boys. Nay, nay. Hmm. I just wish, for the love of God, please, Capcom, just let us have Devil May Cry Five without um, PS Five without them to pay an extra fifteen bones. I'm not doing it. Make it free. Come on, you know you want to, or do something with PS Plus and make it happen. Um, uh, Ragnarok, uh, the DLC for or Dawn of Ragnarok DLC for Assassin's Creed. Um, that'd be great to see that on there. I you think can it's get only just come out, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I'm a I'm a privileged gamer. Entitled <laughs> to everything. I want everything for free now. Right? Day day don't pass all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, to be honest, with the news front, it feels like that's really it. Apart from there was one last thing, and that last thing was um, I still this is the weirdest release I've ever seen of a piece of hardware or a peripheral. We have we are months away from PSVR two apparently hitting the shelves. We don't know what this thing looks like. We don't have a price. We don't know what the launch games are going to be. But they decided to, through that lovely medium of the PS blog, uh, show us the interface for VR2 mm. um, of that. And that was actually the first time they actually called it the PSVR2 as well. So that, that's, that's one thing we got of this. I, I really don't think this is coming out this year. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm so sceptical. It doesn't feel like it does. And the, the only thing that I really noticed that it, it seemed, obviously, they've improved everything, this, that, and the other. But it's now got like a see-through mode. So there's a camera on the front. So if you want to, you can change it. So instead of being in VR mode, you can just look through your eyes at what's actually in your room. It's <laughs> I love it if there's like a slight phone. latency. So like, oh, a bit so like someone's throwing something at you and it's just like, oh, no, it's a book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like just a very large excuse for a lot of sick. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, mm. I know. I, they I, said I, I, you won't record. Well, Hemming said that on the other podcast that uh, VR kind of makes them a little bit queasy. It does. Yeah. yeah, I'm well in that boat, mate. I've tried it, and I, I just felt like I wanted to die. It was it was a really unpleasant experience. So, this is going to be one of those things that pass me by. I'm afraid, boys. Put Beat Saber on it. I'll buy it. <laughs> right, like Beat I listened Saber. to that show, by the way, and your obsession with fucking Beat Saber cracked me up. In and then when Hemming waited twenty minutes to say, "Yeah, I've got it," <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you let me oh. run, bro, bad. Like you've actually played it more than I have. Yeah, uh, like, also, right, yeah. I, I, ha- I have to comment because uh, again, I haven't been on the show for a couple of episodes now. Right? We missed you. And, and that the moment where Hemming was doing the, I don't know what it was about, but the, uh, the noise. Oh, the, the, the Ben Studio guy doing a Web3 Yeah, the platform. Web3 thing. And it's like, <laughs> fuck you. And, uh, honestly, I was crying. I, I was walking my dog listening to that. I had to stop and sit down and, on a bench because I had tears come. I rewound that bad boy 50 times. And every time I did, I laughed harder. So yeah, that, was the, that, was the, that was the spike in downloads. Um, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> All right. So gentlemen, I mean, we're already, we're over an hour in, but I would like to ask, has there been anything on the, on the, because we said we're going to surface games, not just the big ones, but the little guys as well. Um, and uh, there's a there's a couple of games that I'd like to to mention. I like to make it sound like I'm exposing these games for the first time, guys. Let's get Tetris. Oh my god, man, it's so good. Um, <laughs> uh, but I was I was I found a little a little bit of therapy in a, in one game. It was called Slime Rancher, right? So it, the concept is you're on a 3D planet and you're you're farming slime, and basically you have this little gun that sucks these little balls of slime that are bouncing around on this Western-style planet. 
and then you suck the you suck in the slime, you put it in a bucket, and then you feed the slime carrots. You see, because they eat carrots, and then they produce well, they shit, and their shit can be used as currency for you to get a better sucker, so you can suck more slime and get more carrots. And there's something quite therapeutic about it and charming and terrible whilst at the same time being incredible. So there you go, Slime Ranch. Henning's not... Henning's, you are basically the Wikipedia of video games. Don't tell me you platinum this, haven't you? I, I haven't, I haven't. I actually bought it a while ago on a sale, <laughs> but never played it. I just saw somebody playing it once and thought, this just looks so relaxing. I don't know what it is about it, but it looks adorable and relaxing, and they just never got around to playing it. Yeah, well, my kids so love it as well. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. kids, my kids def- definitely love it. I bet they do. Um, I have also downloaded Observation, um, and I haven't started that yet, but I'll be reporting back on that. That looks interesting, um, and also one that they put back on there, which I, t- I talked about a while ago, and I really recommend it: uh, the Turing Test as well. It's a 3D uh, first-person puzzler where basically you're in a room and you have to exit the room and that's about it. But again, there's something... uh, The room's controlled by AI, Turing test, trying to see if you can outsmart a computer by a human, that kind of stuff. Um, Fascinating, very sci-fi, very kind of... uh, the scale makes it look a lot bigger than what it actually is. And again, really, really highly recommend that. Hemming, I'll start with you. Have you got anything to, to add to this? Anything more to, to send people to? I have been like a kid in a sweet shop just trying out weird and wonderful things on there. Um, but the one that I really enjoy that I'm going to have to go and play a lot more of is Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. So this is a Castlevania game, basically. It's made by the guy that made Castlevania when he was told by Konami... We're not making Castlevania anymore. <laughs> well, screw you. I'm going to make my own Castlevania. Yeah, watched the Netflix show with Blackjack and Hookers. No, I haven't. I've got to say, Is it's it good? dope as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's really good. All right, there we go. I need to check that out. But yeah, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. If you liked Castlevania games and want more of them, this is one. I love it. It's really good. The artwork's fantastic. The combat is really satisfying and visceral, and it's just yeah. It's scratching that itch. Nice, nice. Mikey, is there any scratches you've been itching on this? Uh, just to go on to Hemming's comment about that game, um, that's been on my wish list for a long time. And I have, ne- I have nearly pulled the trigger on it so many times. I think you've given me the impetus I need to have a go. Um, I haven't downloaded anything on the PlayStation Plus. It's too <laughs> anything big. At all. No, this is it. I get proper, like, um, basically, uh, behind the curtain here, if I spend... Like, if I go and download 80 gigs worth of video game, what I've noticed is, even though I have very good speeds in Spain, it means that I won't be able to play FIFA for about a week, and I am, like, uh, an, an addict, okay? Because it will basically means my latency will pop up by about 20, and I can't afford to let that happen, you see? So, um, I... When I... I... I sh- I'm struggling because I need to d- decide on something, and I cannot, and I'm really struggling. So, instead, um, I... Uh, a bit, there's a big video game release that happened um, yesterday as we record this. I think it was yesterday. Um, you know my love affair with Xenoblade Chronicles, yeah? Mm-hmm. Number two is the dirt worst game I've ever played in my entire life. And anyone that likes that game needs to be judged immediately because it's an absolute disgrace, okay? <laughs> I have been playing also over the last couple of weeks the first one. And the first one is, to use a phrase that you just said, dope as all hell. <laughs> 
okay? Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is fucking amazing, okay? It's an incredible game, and I would encourage anyone to go and play it. It is legitimately one of... It is, it is incredible. I love it. I love it to death, okay? And um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 came out recently, like yesterday. And the reviews are like, this game is fucking amazing. It doesn't do any of the shit that number two pulled, and it's incredible. And I'm like, huh? Oh, damn it, I'm only, I'm only like 30 hours into the first one. Can I really afford to go and start another one of these? And, What's um, that? You want me to drink you? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, but I'm in the middle of a trial. Um, so um, I ha- I have re- I've resisted. And instead, I went on to the Switch shop at the sale, and I'd spent £10 on Super Mega Baseball 3. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, that game is fucking amazing. What is uh, that? Deku Deals do... It's like the greatest game I've ever played. Deku Deals <laughs> do a thing where you can sort their, their sale by uh, Metacritic, right? This thing's on an 87, right? It's on, and it's like, I remember when it was released because there's a real, like, niche bunch of people that love this game. And, um, yeah, it's basically incredible. It's all it's baseball game. I don't even like baseball, right? But it's great. The gameplay is, like like, crack, because it's really, really snappy and really good. And the best thing about it is there's no licenses. So you like when you were playing games as a kid, like a football game, and it's all like fake players and fake teams. Yeah. It's that times 50,000. And I was pl- my, I've got a franchise mode at the moment, and my team are called the Sirloins. And my, <laughs> ba- my logo <laughs> is a giant <laughs> steak with comedy eyes and a baseball bat. And the names of the fucking characters in it. Dude, I want that on a shirt. I want oh that God. logo on a shirt Honestly, now. Mate. The the name because the, the thing is it's such an in depth like I love stats right I love sports stats it's like like Woods it would Woods would love this game right it, Woods would hey there, oh, dude there's so many stats there's so much there's so much depth to it <clears throat> in terms of the actual game the baseball mechanics there's so much depth to it packaged up in this hilarious exterior. And it's just, it's fucking amazing. And it's like 70 or 80% off. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And this will save me spending fucking 50 bones on Xenoblade Chronicles bloody three. So yeah, that was my thing. And I've been enjoying it immensely. I have a franchise mode where I created all of you guys. Yeah. Love it. Fantastic. Fantastic. If you love that, you're going to love Avengers. Um, Uh, I will say though, because like, I need, I actually realised because my my uh, my gaming habits recently, I've been very busy with work recently. So what I've been doing is to try and de-stress at night. I'll quickly do a quick hour here in Elden Ring, a quick hour there at night when the kids are down and everyone's asleep, and I think, ah, oh, this is my de- this is my time. And uh, there's this this horrible pattern I've been getting into of like playing it till very late, and I need to get myself out of that. And the game that I'm going to try is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I've downloaded that that director's cut. I'm gonna give it a go and uh, and kind of report back on that uh, next time we speak. The one that, that's thing. That's the game. That, sorry, Heming. That's the game I've had my cursor on. highlighted over more than any other game, and I'm just like, can I really deal with all these fucking map markers? <laughs> <laughs> There's not as many. There's not as many. But the one thing I will say, the PS5 version of Ghost of Tsushima, I quickly gave it a go because it was on PS Plus. And it was a quick, easy platinum because it just transfers over. So, you know, a bit dirty. <laughs> um, the load times on it are ridiculous. Like, it, this is where it shows off the PS5 because you can go from the top island down to the bottom of the first island and it's instant. It's and I'm hoping that after being in Elden Ring, like, no map will ever scare me ever again. 
Oh no, this will not scare you compared to that at all. <laughs> you remember when you go from Bloodborne to The Witcher and it takes you about six months to play The Witcher because you're like, this is the worst com- 